Hello, everyone. Welcome to the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. Over the next month, I'm going to take a deep dive into the role of human resources in fully operationalizing a best practices compliance program. Each day, I will pick up one topic with three key takeaways, which you can utilize to improve, enhance, or upgrade your compliance program. This series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. The hiring process as a step to operationalize compliance. One of the conventional wisdoms about compliance training is that you will never be able to reach 5% of your workforce because they are predisposed to lie, cheat, and steal anyway. Whether they are simply sociopaths, scumbags, or just bad people, it really does not matter. No amount of training is going to convince them to follow the rules as they do not think the rules apply to them. They will lie, cheat, and steal no matter what industry they are in and no matter what training you provide to them. But knowing such people exist and they may be able to lie, con, or otherwise dissimulate their way into your organization does not protect your company from FCPA liability when they inevitably violate the law by engaging in bribery and corruption. It is still the responsibility of your company to prevent and detect such conduct, then remediate it if it occurs. This is where your HR function has a dual role, with both a traditional hiring and in a compliance function. They can help you to weed out such miscreants and to communicate your corporate values of doing business ethically and in compliance and aligned with your corporate values. Through a structured series of questions, however, a properly trained HR professional can begin to assess whether an employee might have a propensity to engage in bribery and corruption by adding information about where your company's values are towards doing business ethically and in compliance. And you can introduce the topic at the uh, pre-employment interview, in the interview evaluation process, or in the promotion process. While true sociopaths will certainly lie to you, perhaps even convincingly, by introducing the topic at the pre-employment stage, they may be encouraged to take their skills elsewhere. So how can you avoid the hiring of sociopaths, a key tool that HR brings to the table? So what's a short uh, interview technique that you might use? Well, one commentator called it skill, will, and fit. So you can ask, what's the biggest impact you had at your past organization? It's important someone takes ownership of a project they did, and you can tell based on how they talk about it, whether they did it, and whether it was something that was just going on at the organization. Will is about hunger. So next question, what do you want to do in five years? That tells a lot about aspirations and creativity. If you're hungry to get somewhere, that means you want to learn. If you want to learn, you can do any job. In terms of a fit, the question might be, or the inquiry might be that you're looking for people with some sort of experience in smaller companies because they tend to have a broader range. Another way is to focus on directly asking the prospective hires what their expectations are in coming to work at your organization. And an interesting example of this with an interview with Brian Ching, who is the managing director of Houston Dash, which is the city of Houston's professional women's soccer team. The Dash are quite uh, active in local community, not only sending players into the community to meet fans, but also encouraging them to 
uh, adopt local charities and become involved. I asked him how the team could work to draft or sign a player or prospects who are willing to engage in that type of community involvement. He said that in addition to the metrics and traditional scouting uh, that a, a professional sports organization does, it involves having a frank discussion with any prospect about what is expected or will be expected of her as a DASH member. If getting out, meeting, and interacting with the fans is not something a prospective fair player is interested in doing, that is considered in the evaluation process. This last point is assessed during a face-to-face interview with the prospect. Something that may not seem important for professional athletes is the ability to get out and engage with the community. However, this was viewed not only as an important part of the job, but a key part of the job description and a key job skill. For every Dash player, this meant they had to have a very direct conversation about not only the team's expectations, but also the prospects for hiring. Now let me turn to the hiring of family members of foreign government officials or employees of state-owned enterprises. Here I would suggest three questions to analyze the hiring of a family member. These can also be installed as internal controls. Number one, does the candidate meet your hiring requirement? Number two, does the foreign official whose family member you are considering for hire demand or even suggest that the company hire your, uh, this prospective candidate? And finally, number three, has the foreign official made or will make a decision which will benefit your company? These are all key inquiries that HR has a unique ability to be a part of uh, the decision-making process, but it all begins with question number one. Do they have the skills, background, and training to go to work at your company? If they don't meet your minimum hiring criteria, it's the answer is no, full stop. They don't go any further. So if the first answer is no and the second two yes, you may be in a very high-risk area of violating the FCPA. If you do move forward, you must investigate the matter quite thoroughly and carefully. Whatever you do, document what you've done. As I said, these questions can be set up as internal controls. This is another example of how a company can operationalize compliance and burn it into the very fabric of your organization. It provides another level of oversight or a second set of eyes in the hiring process as well. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, think about Brian Ching and the Houston Dash and the interview process. While you might not think interacting with the public is a key part of a professional soccer player's job, it is for the Houston Dash, and they put that into the interview process. Second, consider the skill, will, and fit approach to interviewing to try to weed out those persons who might not uh, fit with you on an ethical and cultural basis. And finally, in the interview process, always remember to open, ask open-ended questions and listen. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of the role of HR in a best practices and fully operationalized compliance program on the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.